Welcome to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up and let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're starting our podcast just a little differently. I'm starting it with a shout out. I am giving a shout out to another podcast called Beyond Pretty with host Shaleen McLeod. If you love the direction that this podcast is going, you're also going to love Beyond Pretty. Shaleen just got done with a five-day affirmation challenge last week that I think would really serve a lot of my listeners very well. So if you are looking for another podcast to tune into, Shaleen promises to share tangible tips and tricks to help you take off the mask and go beyond pretty. You can find her podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're streaming this podcast from right now. Now, time to get on with our show. Today's show episode is called Follow Your Bliss, and some of you listeners may know or be familiar with this um, saying by Joseph Campbell, and some of you may not. Um, I actually was recently reminded of this yesterday, actually. So by recently, I mean yesterday. So of course, I have a little story to tell you about how this came up and became of interest for me to talk about this week. And then I'm going to share with you how I've followed my bliss over the last handful or so of years. So yesterday, I went to an outdoor Zumba class. And let's just start by saying I'm not necessarily a dance person per se, but I do love to dance. And a friend of mine who also happens to be one of my employees through the health club that I work at was hosting an outdoor Zumba class uh, through our health club. And I went, even though it was a little bit outside my comfort zone, not as much as it used to be, but it was. And afterwards, um, you know, we sweat and danced for an hour. And afterwards, we sat and talked for a little while. And we were just talking about kind of our paths, how we got to where we are now. Um, my friend is a um, someone of the arts, so he's a dancer and an actor and things like that. And, and then we were talking about how I kind of found my way into doing what I do now. And he brought up um, Joseph Campbell. And so Joseph Campbell is a very well-known man, um, but he's most well-known, I would say, for the times that he spent working with um, people in college. Now, this is years ago, but um, when people used to come to him and ask him, you know, what should I do with my life? You know, so you'll seek out a college counselor and say, what should I study or, or what, what should I do after I graduate? You know, things like that. And Joseph w- would always reply with, follow your bliss. And when my friend brought this up to me yesterday, it seemed somewhat familiar, but I couldn't quite put my finger on, you know, on it right away. So of course, I came home and got onto um, the internet and put in Joseph Campbell's name and did a little reading and it totally refreshed my mind on who he was and what he was well known for. But after uh, my friend brought up the idea of follow your bliss, then we decided to talk about how we're both living that right now. And it was really cool because we're both living very different lives. Our bliss is 
pretty different, I would say, um, but also kind of the same. And it was interesting once we got talking about what follow your bliss means and how we've been doing that to really see how the universe kind of brings people together, like he and I, um, attracts certain energies or, you know, the vibrations that you're giving off at whatever level tend to attract people of similar vibrations. And I know I'm talking maybe a little bit above or outside <laughs> um, of what many of you may be living right now, but um I want to just share my story of how I have followed my bliss over the last, you know, handful of years and just kind of show you what that development looked like for me, even though I wasn't really aware of what I was doing at the time. So when we were chatting yesterday, I started with talking about how I used to work in healthcare. And I worked in healthcare for about a decade, just about 10 years. And in those 10 years, you know, I became very stressed, very unhappy. I was tired all the time. You know, I was at the doctor, you know, I'm depressed, I need depression medication, you know, um, in and out of seeing a therapist. And I really just couldn't figure out why I was unhappy. I was supposed to be happy. You know, I finally... Um, found the man of my dreams and I was married and I had two kids and we bought a house and we were doing all the things that society tells you makes you happy. And I was so unhappy and I couldn't put my finger on what was putting me there or making me feel that way because I was happy in my marriage, happy with my children. You know, there was nothing that I could put my finger on that was like, why do I just still feel so drained? I never wanted to go to work. Um, even though I really did love what I did to an extent, I hated going to work. There were days I would sit in my car and cry on the way there because I just didn't want to go that badly. And um, many days when I would call into work, especially when my daughter was pretty young, because I think I was realizing that I didn't want to miss so much of my kids' lives for as the trade-off of going to this job that I really didn't love. It wasn't making me happy. I enjoyed what I did to an extent as far as um, I worked in physical therapy. So I was helping people and helping people heal and recover and teaching them um, how to move more healthily. And, and, but there was just, there was something missing. And this is no fault of my coworkers or my boss or anything like that. I worked with lovely people. I loved my boss. She was amazing. Um, but you know, there was just something that wasn't right. And so I slowly started pulling away from work and kind of thinking in my mind, like, maybe I just want to be a stay at home mom. And now today I look at that and I'm like, well, totally no, I could, I don't think I would ever want to be a stay at home mom. But at the time, I thought maybe that's what I need. Maybe I need more time at home to be a mom. And, and I definitely needed that. So um, I had cut back on my hours at work and so I could be home more. So I cut back to 30 hours a week from 40 and then from 30 to like 24. And that's kind of where I was sitting for a while. But of course, that put us in a financial situation that was a little taxing on our family. So I was I I picked up odd jobs here and there. Like literally, you guys, I was washing people's laundry for cash because for me, 
that was better than going to work. <laughs> so, um, and it was something I could do at home while I was home with my kids. So I actually had a few clients in my area. I would pick up their dirty laundry, bring it home, wash, dry, fold, and return. And I actually had some, you know, pretty regular clients, um, high achieving moms that were very busy with work and things like that. And it just took something off of their plate. Um, so I always kind of had a little hustle in me like that. Like I was always just finding ways to make a little extra money on the side that didn't take me away from my family. Now, in that time, as time went on, um, I had another friend of mine who mentioned to me, she was a group fitness instructor and also worked with me at the hospital and said, well, you know, you're already going to the health club. Um, Why not teach group fitness there? And before she suggested this, I actually had started teaching group fitness for the hospital system that I worked in. So I wasn't necessarily a certified group fitness instructor, but they were looking for someone to teach uh, a couch to 5K class. And I was a certified running specialist through the hospital system that I worked for. So it was a good fit. And really, what I didn't realize at the time, it was helping fill that bliss that I needed. So I got to leave the clinic early so that I could go meet people outside and teach them how to run and put them through running workouts. And it was amazing. It was my first real look into my bliss and you know the, what I really wanted to be doing. And that grew into teaching a strength and conditioning class during the fall and winter when we weren't outside running. And eventually I was doing both. So it was a very nice release. It was a breath of fresh air. And um, I guess my first glance into working with a different type of clientele, I was used to working with people that were sick and hurt and stressed and upset and, you know, just in a very fragile state to working with people who are motivated, empowered, happy, you know, full of life, energy, spirit, and it really, really lifted me up. It really was what I needed. Um, And then my friend suggested, why not go teach at the health club? Because then at least your membership would be free. So it'd be a way to make a little money, but also, you know, take something off of your plate, take your take one bill away from you. And I kind of thought, oh, can I do that? And she's like, yeah, why couldn't you? You're super qualified, like to do something like that. And I was like, Oh, you know, the thought never crossed my mind. And I still almost every time we talk, I bring it up. I'm like, you changed my life. She changed my life. Uh, Her name's Brenda, by the way. So Brenda, if you're listening, I know you know this, but you changed my life just by that one suggestion. And once I got hired as a group fitness instructor, Brenda also said to me, why not be a personal trainer too? And again, that thought went through my head. Can I be a personal trainer? I have, I don't know. And, you know, I was thinking like, that's totally outside of my realm. And she's like, Cassie, this is what we do. We teach people how to get stronger. It's just a different environment, but it's the same thing. You know, you're empowering people, helping them heal, get stronger, get reach their goals. Like we do this every day at the hospital. And I thought, yeah, I guess we do. So, you know, I went to uh, my boss at the health club and said, Hey, I, you know, I think I'd like to do some training too. Do you, you know, do you have any openings? And sure enough, you know, sure, we could use another part-time trainer. So I went through the certification process. Um, 
in a little less than three months and got certified as a personal trainer. So now at this point, I was actually working more because I had cut back my hours at the hospital, but picked up training and group fitness instruction hours at the health club. But the thing was, what was happening was even though I was working more, I was happier. And see, the whole time I thought that the amount of work I was doing was what was making me unhappy, but what was making me unhappy was the type of work that I was doing. And I started getting really busy at the health club, as in lots of clients, more clients than I could train in the amount of time that I had. And I wanted to go full-time at the health club. I wanted to leave my clinical job and move over into this new role. And um, I was nervous to talk to my husband about it because I carried our health insurance at um, through you know the healthcare system that I worked for. And I knew that would be a challenge for us in the first place. But also, you know, a life as a personal trainer, your income is never really guaranteed. Like some weeks you're busier, some weeks you're slower. And I thought the last thing I want to do is put us in another, you know, sticky financial situation because, um, you know, at the time we were doing fine, but it was just like, it's unsure. It was scary. I was so unsure, you know, at least with my job at the hospital, I knew how much I was getting paid every single week. I pretty much had those guarantee hours. Sure, they fluctuated maybe a little bit here and there, a little overtime here, a little less there, but nothing significant. Like it was solid, reliable. I could count on it. Again, it was something that I was supposed to want. Or at least society tells you that's what you want. You want the job with the guarantee, right? And I realized that's not what I want. I don't want that. I mean, sure, it's nice to have financial security, not saying that I didn't want that, but um, I wanted the scary. I wanted to go into this world that I felt like a total imposter in, total imposter syndrome. We can do an episode on that another time. But I felt like, you know, all these trainers that are here are going to look at me like, who is she? She doesn't know what she's doing. And they had no idea what my background was or even where I was coming from. Or, I mean, I'm sure nobody knew I actually was studying for my training certificate versus had it at the time. And, and, you know, there were all of these things. um, But I had major imposter syndrome to the point where um, when I went to get my work shirt, you can have personal trainer written on the back of your shirt. And I didn't have it written on there because I felt like such an imposter. I didn't think I deserved the label of personal trainer. And looking back now, I just kind of, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was in such a different place then. But so I jumped into full-time personal training and group fitness instruction at the health club in December of 2019. So we all know what happened at the beginning of 2020. So I jumped in December of 2019, full-time, things were going great. I was working a ton, a ton, but I was so happy. And I never realized that you could be happy to go to work. But I can still say to this day, there hasn't been a day that I have woken up and said, I don't want to go in today. 
there really hasn't been. Sure, there have been days where I've said, man, I'm tired. I wish I could start later or, you know, something like that. But I've never not wanted to go to work the way that I used to not want to go to work at the hospital. At the hospital, I would have anxiety at night to the point where I couldn't sleep because the next morning I would be so upset the next morning I'd be crabby and, you know, it just, it was just really rough. And, um, you know, all of a sudden I'm in this new world where like everybody is happy to be at work. You know, um, I, I don't know about you if, you if you've worked in healthcare, but man, I have noticed a trend in healthcare workers. Everyone is stressed out. Everyone's working too many hours. Everyone is, I mean, it's just like it as great of a team that you might have that you're working with. It seems like no one is truly happy there. And maybe this is just, you know, my experience, but I have obviously other friends who are nurses and doctors and PAs and, you know, everyone just seems really stressed out by their job. And most people will say, I wish I could just not go in today. And I feel like that's really unfortunate. Um, But I was at that point too. So uh, yeah, I went full time 2019, December 1st or 5th or something of 2019. And, you know, then the pandemic came. And in March, I found myself without a job because the gyms shut down. Now, I can say I was super fortunate that number one, I could collect unemployment. I was very fortunate that um, our health club actually was one of the first in the area to reopen. So we closed in March, you know, like mid-March and reopened again, um, like mid to end of June. So I wasn't out of work for super long. But during that time that I was out of work, I got to have a total reset. So yeah, I had nowhere to go, nowhere to be, you know, we were staying home. My husband was doing the, getting the groceries or anything. So I literally just didn't leave the house. I was, I was home with the kids and I can say that quarantine time for us, because we were fortunate enough not to get sick. Um, we were fortunate enough to be mostly financially secure. Um, you know, once the unemployment benefits kicked in and, um, I really, really enjoyed it. And I had more time to start learning who I was because I'd been caught up in 10 years of living a life that I thought was what I wanted or living a life that, I mean, I worked really hard for, you know, I was a teenage mom. I was a single teenage mom. Um, I took myself back to school, got my associate degree, met my husband, went back to school again, got my bachelor's degree, you know, had the job, had the insurance, had the kids, had the house. And those are all things I can be proud of. You know, I did dig myself out of quite a deep hole to get there, but those things weren't making me happy. And I couldn't figure out why I was not happy. So I found my way into, I guess, you know, disease prevention is the way that I look at what I do now. I'm a personal trainer. And then during quarantine, um, I was approached by a friend of mine to become a virtual health coach as well. And at first I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And the more I looked into it, the more I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. (laughs) Like, it's the scary thing. It's the unknown thing. It's It's the somewhat risky thing. I mean, there wasn't a huge risk 
to joining or whatever, but I did it. And I joined um, the Beachbody platform. And I know that there is some connotation to, um, you know, joining a platform like that or whatever, but I really found it to be the final step to pushing me toward realizing that I'm now living a life that I really love. And I think part of it is because when you start coaching, at least on our team, personal development is huge. So, um, you know, reading books, listening to podcasts, really working on yourself and finding yourself and taking care of yourself is the number one part of being uh, a coach on our team. It is take care of yourself first. And I never learned how to do that. I was always taking care of someone else from the time I was a child um, to that point, really. I I know if you guys have listened to last past episodes, um, I grew up with both of my parents being addicts. Um, my sister helped take care of me, but she also was a little older, so she moved out as soon as she could. So I was always... Um, I mean, I was taking care of myself in a sense of survival, but not thriving. So I learned how to survive, but I never learned how to thrive. And I never had a role model to show me how you could thrive um, or how you could take care of yourself in a different way. I just guess I never had that. And so now, you know, it was July of 2020, I got thrown into this group of women and men who are thriving and doing the things for themselves that I never did, or even really thought about doing or thought about them as self care, right? So sometimes I think that on the surface, someone talks about self care, and it's like, oh, take a bath, you know, get a massage, whatever. Not that those things aren't self care, they are, but actually finding out how to take care of yourself on a daily basis, that really makes you feel like you are superwoman or superman, right? Like you can take on the world. Um, and those things that I have found that help me do that now, things like personal development, reading, meditation, um, you know, the way that I exercise, the conscious movement, all of those things, the, the things that I listen to, the places that I go. I mean, I literally surround myself with things that help me thrive and they're non-negotiables. You're, I'm, you know, they're, Things that I do, especially my personal development, that I will not negotiate for anything. I'm not going to give it up in the morning so that I can do something else. Um, it's really become a way of life for me. And then the gym opened back up and um, a position opened at the gym for the group fitness manager. And again, I came home and told my husband, I'm going to apply for that job. And I was nervous about it because I knew that it would be um, more demanding. I knew it would be uh, more hours or different types of hours, but I, I really wanted it, right? So I, I just had this pull over the last, you know, two to three years, just pulling me. Um, and I really think that pull was coming from the universe because I think what you put out is what you get back. And so I was, I was starting to put out these messages of, I want more. I'm ready for more. I want different. I want scary. I want that thing that is going to make me a little nervous to do, but also going to be so rewarding. So 
I applied for the group fitness manager position and I ended up getting it. And so now I am, you know, at a point in my life and my career where I am just immensely happy. Like, seriously blissful, you know, like Joseph Campbell said, follow your bliss. I am in a place where I am working with individuals to help them better themselves. I am working on myself to a point that I am feeling the best I have ever felt in my entire life, mentally, physically, emotionally. I mean, I really am thriving in that sense. I'm doing things that I absolutely love to do that don't even feel like work. Like when your job no longer feels like work, I think you have really made it. And that is when you find that true bliss in your life. And I also know that we get these pulls during our lives to try to pull us towards that thing that is going to make us happier or, you know, living our best life, if you can use that, you know, ever popular hashtag right now. But, um, you know, instead of doing the things you're supposed to do, because it seems like you're supposed to do them, or living on autopilot, because that's exactly what I was doing. And I, I see it in so many other people, so many of my friends, so many, you know, people are just living their lives on autopilot. It's like I get up, I go to work, I come home, I make the dinner, I put the kids to bed, I drink a drink or two while I sit and binge watch Netflix, I go to bed late because I was up too late watching Netflix, I get up in the morning, I'm tired, I hate to go to work and repeat, you know, um, And then just living for the weekend, you know, how many people do you know that like Monday through Friday don't even count for them because they're literally just trying to get to the end of the week. And what? I don't know. It's just like a sad life to live like that. You're wasting most of your life going through the motions just to get to the weekend. And then most of the time, you know, people are getting to the weekend and then engaging in unhealthy choices. Now, not to say I don't enjoy going out or I don't enjoy a drink or I don't enjoy, you know, a meal of burgers and fries because I actually just had that last night. But (laughs) um, to waste your whole week just to get to the weekend and then kind of treat your body a little crummy on the weekend, well, no wonder by the time Monday comes, you're feeling kind of blah again. And I think that we've been conditioned to stay with what's comfortable, even if it's not what is making us happy. In fact, it's doing the opposite. We're staying with comfortable, even if it's making us unhappy or stressed or, you know, just feeling yucky really is kind of the way I can describe it. That's how I felt. I just was feeling like, ugh, like I wish I could wash this feeling off of me and I couldn't. And you know, we, I guess, all get to a point in our lives where maybe we kind of second guess where we are, what we're doing, what path we're on. And I think that's very normal. Um, But I also know that the majority of us are not living our bliss. The majority of us are out there doing the things just because they're the things we think we're supposed to do. It's the traditional path we think we're supposed to follow. I mean, heck, if you would have told me, um, 
you know, five, six years ago while I was working at the hospital in physical therapy that I could be happier and making more money as a personal trainer, I would have told you there's no way. There's no way a personal trainer uh, can survive just on that income alone. Um, There's no way that I could be a virtual health coach and influence hundreds of people to take care of themselves. There's no way I could provide nutrition support to people. Are you kidding? Nutrition support? I don't know much about nutrition. There's no way that I could start a podcast and influence people that way. There's no way anyone would ever be interested in what I have to say. But guess what? I would have been wrong about all of those things because I truly have followed the pull that I have felt for the last couple of years. And not to say it was um, like I just woke up one day and quit my job. You know, I didn't do that. And I'm not saying that's something that you should do either. Like, oh, you're right. I'm not following my bliss. I quit. And then you're like, wait, what the heck am I doing now? But, you know, I was slowly developing and planning and plotting how I could get to a place where I was truly happy, where I am truly happy. And then when I finally got there, I realized I want other people to be here too. I want other people to know that even though they've checked all the boxes, that doesn't mean that you are supposed to be happy. Society tells us that, right? Grow up, go to college, get the job, get married, have the children, buy the house, get the dog, the white picket fence, the whole thing, and work and work and work and work and work and work and work. And it doesn't matter if you don't like your work, just keep working because you're getting a paycheck and you have health insurance and keep working that way for years and years and years and years and years until you retire. And then once you retire, then you can go do things that make you happy because you know you, you deserved it because you kept your head down and were miserable for all those years. And that's not how life is supposed to work. I certainly hope that's not how my children grow up thinking that life is supposed to be. Because following that traditional path, sure, that might be blissful for some people. But I would guess for the majority of people, it's not. Because the majority of people I know are stuck working in jobs that they absolutely hate. And they're literally doing it just for the paycheck, just for the insurance. And then spending every hour outside of work that they have being kind of miserable because they just know they have to go back to that job the next day, right? So my advice to you at the end of this episode is going to be the same advice that Joseph Campbell gave to so many students that consulted with him. And that advice is, if you are feeling like you're in a place in your life where number one, you're unsure or uncertain of where you're going or what you're doing. Number two, you feel like you need a restart, a refresh, um, a do-over. Number three, you're feeling unhappy and stuck where you're at. My advice for you is to follow your bliss and see where it takes you. Because I guarantee that the universe will open up so many more opportunities for you when you stop fighting it, when you just go with that pull, you're being pulled toward it, but we're taught to ignore it, ignore the pull 
and keep your head down and do what you're doing. Stop ignoring the pull. Accept it. Feel it. Move towards it. Dip your toes in it. Just explore it a little bit. It doesn't mean you have to make a drastic change today or tomorrow or the next day. I sure didn't. It took me years to get to where I am now. But I also didn't resist it. I didn't fight it. Every time I felt a pull, I let myself inch toward it a little bit more and a little bit more. And I am now at a place where I still have a ton of growing to do. Don't get me wrong. I am not done. I'm not even close to being done. But I am living a life that I absolutely love. I am happier now than I have ever been in my entire life. And it's because I am doing the things that truly I am passionate about. Your bliss, your passion, what you were put on this planet to do. We're not here for very long, right? So why not make your time here memorable, happy, purposeful? We're all here to follow our bliss and to serve others. And when you truly find what it is that you're passionate about and obsessed with and figure out how to use that to not only benefit yourself, but benefit others, that, my friends, I think is the secret to a happy and healthy life. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.